Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever it is you're coming from. Thanks for joining. I am super excited to be back with my next episode of Rewarding Conversations as I am here with Mayhem Galaxy. Now, that's an awesome name right off the bat. Um, and I, I have to thank you for coming on here uh, because whenever I get to talk to people who are super creative and in a performance world, I always have a lot of respect for that. So thank you for coming on and I appreciate it. Of course. Thank you for having me. Yeah, absolutely. So I'm sure a lot of my viewers out there, listeners are going to be interested right off the bat. Mayhem Galaxy. That's a cool name. Uh, And I've talked to that you're in the art world. So let's tell the world what what do you do within the creative arts community? So hi, um, as Adam said, my name is Mayhem Galaxy and I am a queer non-binary burlesque performer within the city of Pittsburgh. I've performed um, a couple times in Ohio, but I mainly perform in Pittsburgh. And now because of the coronavirus, I have been doing virtual shows as well. So I've been performing on Zoom screens too. Thank you for that intro. I appreciate that. Um, So right off the bat, I immediately have to get into virtual shows. Mm -hmm. What? Tell me about that process. So I'm curious about a bunch of different things right off the bat. Uh, so you do burlesque and you do that's in person and you do these performances and you have these audiences and you feed off of that. And I've talked to other performers um, and they talk about how much they love doing that. First off, I'm curious, what got you into burlesque to begin with? Where did that kind of seed get planted? How did that start? And then I definitely want to hear about what that transformation was for you, like going from in-person live to, I'm guessing, completely shut down with COVID and then transitioning into virtual. So I know that's a bunch of different questions and we'll get to everything, but maybe let's start from the beginnings. What got you into this world? So my burlesque story is, it's a little weird. So I actually started working with the family of um, like my my burlesque mom at a job that I really, really hated, to be honest. And but I kept up with them because they were the only um, like queer family that was at this like predominant in this predominantly straight space. And um, I got a mass Facebook invite to like a kink and fetish party slash burlesque show that was at um somebody's house uh, there's a there's a friend of ours in the art community here named ed pinto we love you ed um shout out to ed shout out to ed he's 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 a Pits, he's a pittsburgh treasure um and he had he hosted he had the party in his huge restored mansion in the north side of pittsburgh and i had just gotten out of a relationship a few months before and I was like doing the casual dating thing and I was kind of just in a weird like flux moment in my life and I was like oh kink sounds kind of fun like I had sort of started to dabble in it when I was um to put it lightly um hoeing around after a long-term relationship (laughs) and um I was like oh this sounds fun like it's not that far away from my house like let's go And I didn't realize that it was being run by the troupe that I'm a part of now. And I didn't really know a lot about burlesque. I was there to like, to play and to just like hang out and meet people. And then a few months later, the host of that party, um, her name is Viva Velez. 
She is my burlesque mom, and she has birthed many, 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 many performers, and she's a legend. She's an icon. Um, she's actually Ohio-based. Um, she started out in Columbus, and she she had invited me. It was another mass Facebook invite to something called burlesque goddess class and I was like oh what's that like let's see and I was reading about it and I was like well I always have enjoyed kind of like sexually liberating art forms I love to dance and be slutty and be silly um let's just see what this burlesque thing is about and so I started and within the first like couple within the first couple weeks I was like I think I finally found the art form I'm attached to because my whole life I've been trying to get involved. I was always like tangentially involved in art. Like my brother is a muralist in Philly. My parents were, are both musicians and there was just a lot of creative energy in my family. And I always felt like, oh, I didn't get the creative bug. Like I couldn't, I wasn't always the best at drawing. Like, I sang in choir. Um, I wasn't great at learning instruments. So when burlesque came around, I was like, finally, fucking finally. My thing. I, finally, I found my thing. Um, yeah. And yeah, I mean, it. I like became friends with uh, Lacey, who we, so who we were so lovingly talking about. Shout out to Lacey. Lacey's awesome. Lacey, Jane the, also known as Jane the Dame. Jane the Dame. Or uh, she is on Instagram, Dame the Jane. Dame the Jane, yeah. <laughs> She's silly. Um, but yeah, I just, I finally, like, I found a community that seemed really fun and really interesting and really inclusive in a way that I had never really experienced as a, as a queer person and also just as... Um, like a weird queer person I always felt like even like within the like LGBTQ bubble I was like I there's I've always I've always just mm. been like the weird kid interesting yeah um and yeah I mean from from there actually my um the reason I go by Mayhem Galaxy is because uh, once towards the end of the first set of classes I took with Viva, um, she was just like, we were doing, we were going over a group choreography and then she went through and like said something nice about all of us. Um, and she was like, an Aramaic, or, well, I just said my muggle name. I can edit that out. Yes, I, um, she said, and yeah, May, you're, like a you're like a sexy space cadet and i was like wait wait a minute that makes <laughs> a lot wait that's really so and then when i was like kind of playing around with names the one that the one that stuck was mayhem galaxy because yeah. i am like even as a performer and also just as a human living person i am incredibly spacey i'm scattered i'm all over the place as a result of you know the way my mental health is, the way my personality is. And I just really attached. Because when she said, like, oh, you're like a sexy space cadet, I was like, oh, I guess, like, me being a space case is not necessarily a bad thing and a thing that yeah. could be frowned down upon. So, like, it helped me to, it helped me to, like, reframe 
that very large part of me as something that's, oh, well, maybe it's not so bad after all. Maybe I can like use it to my advantage. I think that's really cool. Um, I'm a big fan of when people realize that things aren't necessarily wrong with them, that you don't necessarily have things that you have to fix. Um, and that maybe you just haven't found that, that thing for you, that thing that you connected with and you right. connect with a whole bunch of other people. And the fact that you got to find that thing that you felt like, Oh, I fit into this. Oh, this feels good for me. This feels natural. This feels right for me. Mm -hmm. This is my thing. I think is a really incredible, beautiful kind of moment. Is that what it felt like for you? Did you feel like I finally found my thing? Yeah. And I mean, it's definitely, it's definitely still a journey. Like as you know, with any, with yeah. any, any time that you're like putting yourself out there in any sort of creative way, like whether it's through dance or having or, a podcast, having a pot. Yeah. Having a podcast. <laughs> yeah. No, it's, it is that the whole thing you're putting yourself out there. Yeah. And I mean, with that, like you still, I mean, as is nor as is human, you will still have those moments of like insecurity and like the imposter yeah. syndrome, but if you can, I don't say like if you can necessarily work through them because it's kind of the it's something that kind of inevitably will come up every once in a while. As long as long as you realize that that's just like in your head and that it's something that more creative people than not go through, then it kind of makes you feel less alone. Like every every time I'm backstage i will i still like feel like i'm like a frantic nervous mess and other performers are like yeah like i i, I get nervous every single time before i go on yeah. stage i if you're not if you're not feeling nervous about it then like why are you then that's like why are you doing it yeah because i will often say if i don't feel nervous about doing a podcast or making a film or something like that then i view it as i don't care Yes. The the nerves yeah. the nerves means that I care. The nerves means that other people care because you want to you want to do a good job for the people that paid money to come see you and you also want to do a good job for the people you're performing with and for yourself. Yes, exactly. And I can always tell like um I can always tell like how how or I can always tell what my mental space is like before I go on stage. And I know that's, uh, and I can like, if I'm like really, really, really nervous, like right before, then sometimes I can still feel it in my body, but just yeah. having like, and we'll, we'll go into this when we talk about virtual shows. That's a, that's a whole other ball game. Oh, I bet. Um, but I find that for me, as soon as I'm like on a stage or like on a bar floor, which is I, I, I definitely have performed in spaces where there wasn't even a stage, um, um, and I feed off of the energy of the crowd and feed off of like, oh, these people are here because like they wanted to, they wanted to enjoy art, like they're here. Yeah. Like I'm in a space that's safe, like. Um, but yeah, the, and the, it's, and going back to the energy of the crowd thing, like, I can always feel when a crowd is 
when a crowd is like not like less than accepting but just like if I'm performing in a new space or I'm performing in a space where they haven't had burlesque before it's yeah. always really interesting to just like to perform and then have people like not know how to react mm-hmm. and but then like there will be other spaces where I'll perform and it's like everyone that's there is like are like burlesque show veterans and it's like a like you can you can you can feel there, the energy of a space really yeah really there's crazy. different audiences and different yes. vibes and energies absolutely yeah and um it's actually interesting you were talking about audience stuff um because i performed recently at a club and the and i found this out later that the the etiquette that people seem to follow there is to like be quiet and sit back and enjoy the show instead of like whooping and hollering and screaming, which is what I'm used to. So a few weeks ago I did a, I performed and I performed pretty much to a crowd that was totally silent, which was very weird for me. Wow. So how do you, how do you look at that? Do you, are you thinking, wow, they hate me. They don't like this at all. I mean a little, but it's also like that kind of can drive me more if I'm like, cause I remember, okay, there yeah. was, I just had this, I don't, I don't know if I'll like forget if I'll like forget this ever, but there was a guy right in the front row. It's like very stern, like stoic looking, like bald man. And he was just for everybody. He was just stone faced. So when I was on stage, he was like sitting right, um, right, like where center stage would be. Like if I'm looking down, like he was just right at the center and so I just like performed more towards him to try to get him to break. Um, yeah. And he was still very stoic. But yeah, sometimes I you'll if you have the if I have the opportunity, I'll take those moments where I think people like aren't paying attention, they like, aren't feeling it, and I'll just get really like up in their faces. Like it'll uh, drive you even more. Yeah. Yeah, like there was there was a show I did um, at a bar in Pittsburgh. This was a little while ago. And there was a group of people in the back who, like, were there to, like, hang out. Like, I don't really know if they even knew there was a show going on, but they, like, still sat and hung out. And they were in the back corner at, like, a like a high, like a high top table. And they were, like, kind of chatting and, like, you know, doing their own thing. And I just, like, pretty much laid on their table and, like, and, like, <laughs> put my, put, like, my hand out. Like, just, like, hello, I'm performing. Um... Which some people might think it's obnoxious. I I saw it as an opportunity to like. Yeah. Inter- you're interacting with the audience. <laughs> yes. And I love interacting with audiences. Interacting with audiences is like my favorite part of burlesque, which is which is why um, the shift to virtual was definitely really, really weird for me. So, so talk to me about that. Talk about what that was like. You're performing on stage. COVID happens. I'm guessing all of that goes away and then you shift to virtual. Talk to me about that kind of process. So it was kind of a learning process for everybody because um, I was doing, I I mean, I wasn't doing them a lot, but like I did a virtual show pretty much like a couple weeks after the shutdown um, around March 10th. And it was just like a learning process for everyone because what a lot of people were doing at the beginning was they were 
just having like their laptop or their phone set up and then they would just perform in, in their living room like they were they would do it live but just in front of yeah. their camera um which was which had its which had its fun because like you know like cats and dogs and like various you could hear all the little interruptions little interruptions like um i have a i have a number that i uh debuted during the pandemic um where i am dressed as do you remember the dare program oh my gosh yes i do okay so the dare um so you know the dare program that didn't help anybody stop smoking weed um yeah at all (laughs) no no um as i've actually learned that it did like the opposite like it like it did yeah really it, it introduced people to it yeah i was like oh this is a thing that's fun it was like hey don't smoke weed and you were like well what's weed and well now i'm gonna research that and now I'm, <laughs> yeah and um yeah so i have a number i have a burlesque number as the dare lion oh that's funny <laughs> and in the end um i eat i eat a bag of chips um it's a 420 number, but nice. uh, it's 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 one of my like goofier ones. And yeah, yeah the first time I did that number uh, live in my in my dining room, I was like I was like dumping chips down my face, and a lot of them fell out. And my little do- my I have a little Chihuahua, and just like out in the back <laughs> corner of the of the camera, you just see this tiny dog like coming in and like eating all the chips off the floor. That's amazing. <laughs> like little my little buddy um i was like i'm just gonna let it happen just let it go it's I'm part of the performance now um and then that's really funny yeah but then as uh the pandemic went on and we realized oh shit like we're going to be having to perform virtually for a while yeah a lot of a lot of performers started uh recording their own numbers and they would um they they were learning like video editing and like sound design so luckily i didn't have to do any of that um because my my partner um studied cinematography in college so i had like basically a film i like basically live with someone who has experience doing um film so he would uh record me and then for shows that i was doing virtually it would just be like a file that was opened up and then and then shared but yeah it definitely like it's it's nice because it's intimate and i i really really do appreciate that it's it's a really accessible way for people to to do shows and for like for and to like showcase performers from like all over the country and all over the world in a way that's like affordable in a way that is um like that's intimate and cozy um but yeah it definitely like there's nothing like having a live audience like there's yeah like the like um on zoom like the the chat box we open and you would get like you would get messages going like yes or i love this but like yeah. there's nothing like a crowd just like shouting and yeah cheering and whistling at you like there is there is nothing that compares to that yeah that's that's what i've heard that's what i've heard from multiple people um whether you know i just recently talked to um somebody who has done film and stage acting and Mm -hmm. i've talked to burlesque performers and and 
you know, they all say something very similar. Uh, not long ago, um, my partner and I went out to Las Vegas and uh, there is a show out there called Absinthe and the kind of headline performer of the show is Hazel Honeysuckle, who was a personal friend of mine. I've had her on my podcast mm -hmm. and, you know, she talked about that, you know, in detail with me about, you know, the, the energy that you feed off of with a live audience is unlike anything else in the it world. Is. And it, especially when you have a crowd who is really, really digging it and they're involved and, you know, they're interacting with you as you're interacting with them. And, um, you know, she just said it makes the whole experience, you know, it, it makes the memorable experiences. So I, I definitely understand that. And, and I feel that I've done a little bit of you know, live performance stuff, but nothing on that kind of scale or anything or yeah. what you do. And I can just imagine, especially for the type of work that you do, the actual burlesque performance, because that's what it is. It's a, you're performing. Yes. Um, it's not just getting out there and, oh, look at me. Like you are putting on a show for people. And I can just only imagine that when they are feeling that and involved, you know, that compared to virtual has to just be completely worlds different. And you got to make it work and you got to find the things that, you know, make it still fun and enjoyable and all that. But yeah, um, you know, that, that difference I'm sure is, is pretty drastic, you know, it's, in terms of it is, virtual and in person. It is, it is totally different. And it's, and my, I mean, and it's nice because currently my troupe who I don't even know if I've shouted out yet. I'm so sorry, Velvet Hearts, but I, uh, the troupe I'm a part of, uh, the Velvet Hearts, we are, uh, variety and variety of entertain we're sorry it we are a group of entertainers we have drag performers we have burlesque performers um and we are their chapters in pittsburgh and in columbus shout out velvet hearts pittsburgh and columbus Love velvet hearts yeah follow us on follow go go on to instagram look up velvet hearts entertainment i'll put i'll put their like links and information in the description fabulous um but yeah we've been doing every other month we'll do a a virtual show just to like bring people in that may yeah that may not feel comfortable like going out to perform live or to see live shows um but then we have we do shows um at a club here in in this in Pittsburgh and yeah this the difference between yeah the, the 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 difference between performing in front of a computer screen and performing in front yeah. of uh live audiences is astounding like i was listening cuz i'm a i'm a i am a huge podcast junkie and I was listening to, I forget which podcast it was, but, uh, they were there. One of the, one of the hosts is a comedian. He was saying that like doing virtual comedy is so weird because it constantly sounds like it constantly seems like nobody is laughing at your jokes. Yeah. You just have, you're just met with silence. Yeah. Um, that's probably tough. Yeah. And it's like when I do burlesque, like virtually, um, and it's like, oh, like there's like the part of the performance where like something comes off or I shimmy. I'm so, it's so weird to just do that to like silence or to hear like. <laughs> yeah, you're used to hearing people like hooting and hollering and all kinds of yeah, stuff, and, and then yeah, and then you just get nothing. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, 
this is this is weird. Um, but it it has created an opportunity for me to basically like create some content that like is all, that's almost like a music video, and it kind of it allowed me to flex my creative muscles in another way, like um, like with like working with my partner on like sound editing and yeah. making mixes and cool. like finding finding places to film that weren't the living room or like how to like make my living room or dining room or wherever I'm performing look more like a stage with like the limited with the limited resources we have. Yeah. So one one question I have is speaking of kind of what you were just touching on of, you know, what it's given you, what has burlesque, if you could kind of put it into a nutshell, what has doing burlesque given to you? Um, you know, you're, you're looking at the in-person, you're looking at the virtual, whatever it may be, what has these performances and this art and meeting these other humans in your troop and stuff like overall, what would you say burlesque has given to you? Cool. That's a good question. I would say It's given me, it's given me the confidence to explore myself in a way yeah. that I didn't know was, was possible because I, um, cause burlesque is like one of those art forms where like there's constant, there's constant opportunity for growth and constant opportunities to like discover new things and even I've been performing now for almost I want to say yeah like four four and a half five years and I'm like there's still like so many things I haven't done there's like places I haven't performed there's I love that. people I haven't met so yeah it's like it, it gives me it I would say like confidence and also just like has given me so much space and has really helped me, like, come to terms with, like, what it means to be, like, a queer assigned female at birth person, like, within yeah. within the world. And I think that burlesque has definitely... Burlesque has helped me in my... In my... Out of... In my non-burlesque life like so much like it's it's given me so much so many things to learn about and it's opened me up to like so many different types of people because like at something I was I was saying this to um a friend of mine a little while ago but I was like burlesque is so wild because and especially doing burlesque in a city like Pittsburgh that's not huge but it's also um it's also like not tiny. Um, you wind up meeting people from so many other walks of the art world. So like as a result of me being a burlesque performer, I've met drag performers. I know like people who do circus performance, like like fire eating, sword swallowing, yeah, um, clowning. Like I know I know professional clowns now, which is I never would have thought I would have known yeah. people who do that. Um, like I've met like hairstylists and makeup artists and like various performance art and I think the fact that all of these worlds kind of intermingle like makes for 
like better art because if you're only pulling if you're like keeping your like kind of your um like what you think is your like accepted circle of influence is small like you're closing yourself off to so many things and i'm sure and i'm like oh yeah because of circus knowing like circus people i'm like free to act like really goofy and because i know like a lot of there's performers who i know who are like who like work in actual like strip clubs and sex clubs and they do they do pole and they do like all those like forms of exotic dance i'm like oh i'm learning like other ways to like move my body on stage that i wouldn't learn otherwise that's really cool um i like that because you've gotten involved in this you know one world you've kind of dipped your toes in so many other worlds and learned from so many people crazy like the people that i know now yeah this is like the people who i knew five years ago so something that i asked Lacey that i am going to ask you as well is say say a listener out there is curious about burlesque and they say oh that seems like something that could be fun or would be cool but i i don't know i don't know i don't know what what advice would you give to somebody listening that says that sounds really neat but i don't know if i could do that or i'm not sure what, what advice would you give somebody? Well, firstly, if anybody ever wants to chat about burlesque, I my DMs are always open. Um, so, yeah, you can feel free to DM me. But enough um, self-promotion. Yeah, I mean, I would say, like, just do it. Like, look up uh, burlesque classes in your area. I know a lot of uh, yeah. performers are starting to... to create more classes. If you're in the, even if you're not in the Pittsburgh area, um, my burlesque mom, Viva Velez, normally does uh, burlesque classes um, that are virtual. I'm not sure when and if she's like running another semester of it, but like look up, look up Viva Velez. She's also on Instagram. I'll, I'll get, I'll give all that information to Adam to put in the episode description but yeah i would say like just just fucking do it like even if even if like you make like a pinterest board that's just like like a burlesque pinterest board like take steps take steps i mean i kind of i kind of fell into this by accident but yeah like look up classes like there's there are so many burlesque performers and burlesque is becoming a lot more mainstream, so it's a lot easier to find resources around like how to start, yeah, and how to how to create co- like there's work like there's workshops for everything, and a lot of really prominent burlesque figures teach classes, so yeah. you can learn from like the you can learn from the best of the best like there a lot of them are are really incredible about like sharing resources and sh- like sharing their gifts with the world which i think is a very it's which i think is a, an amazing thing about this community like if you say like yeah. i don't want to do this like somebody will show you somebody yeah, gener- will, somebody will teach you <laughs> Yeah, generosity is a real thing, you know, when people yes. are willing to teach and everything. So, 
you know, for people out there listening, um, if you want to get connected, you have questions about this world, I will put um, Mayhem Galaxy's information um, in the description. Feel free to reach out to them and yes. um, ask them any questions that you have because they are here and they are open and they are saying, hey, reach out to me. I will give you knowledge, information, connect you with people. So anybody out there, um, if you are interested in the world, if you're a little bit nervous, if you, if you don't have somebody to talk to, you now have somebody to talk to. So yes, uh, thank you so much for doing this. I, I want to, I want to, I want to have my five questions that I ask you. Oh, and, I was, um, because, I've been scared about this bit. <laughs> don't be scared about this. You'll be fine. Okay. Um, so question number one, what is your favorite late night snack? Um, uh, popcorn. Uh, anything on the popcorn or just straight up popcorn? Um, if I'm feeling feisty, <laughs> if I'm feeling feisty, Old Bay or Tajine. Oh, I love Old Bay. That's a good one. <laughs> Old Bay um, on buttered popcorn. Yeah, that's good stuff. What is your dream vacation? Norway. Oh, I have never had anybody say that before. Why Norway? Can I ask? Um, because I'm a huge nerd and every and sometimes when I'm watching when I'm like really feeling like I'm not calm, I will put on like scenic drone oh, footage. Seen yeah. drone footage of Norway and it just it looks like a fairy tale. I love fantasy. I'm That's awesome. I'm also like kind of I'm also um, a burgeoning metalhead and a lot of metal takes place in germany and i just like love fantasy and folklore and all that nerd shit very cool i i i want to go to norway so badly very cool Mm -hmm. what is something that makes you sad um all of it (laughs) the world Yeah. yeah well on the flip side what is something that makes you happy um Delicious. Oh, I, 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 I can turn around on camera. Um, really, really well. It, this is the opposite of being sad about the world, but I'm something that makes me really happy is like a perfectly crafted cup of coffee. Oh, like that a, is like such a, a good answer. A good, I don't know. I'm, I'm a foodie. <laughs> I too, love that. Like a good meal or like a really, yes. a really like beautifully made cup of coffee can completely like turn my day around that i'm just going to be perfectly honest that is one of my favorite answers to that question <laughs> i've ever gotten yeah <laughs> um final question what advice would you give your younger self don't don't pretend to to act normal mm, i love that okay um, I actually was asked this question on um, another another con- another conversation I had. Um, yeah, like, like you're going to be the weird kid all your life, and that's going to wind up benefiting you. Like you're not. That, yeah, I've that's really cool. That. Thank you for saying that. I, yeah. I I think more people need to hear that, and I'm I'm hoping. And I'm wishing that, and I'm seeing it in certain parts of our world, we are leaning towards weird and nerdy and geeky and whatever you want to call it is not bad. Those are the people that change things. Those are the people that open up other people's eyes. Those are the people that get up on stage and perform burlesque like you do. Um, and and I think we need to encourage people to be their weird, authentic selves. Oh, yeah. So thank like, you for saying shout out, that. Shout out, to, shout out to the weirdos. 
Yes, make, absolutely. Shout out to the weirdos and the freaks and the punks and any and every. I think every um, artist has has like the counterculture to to thank. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you're you're not alone. Um, there are many more of us out there than than you think. So uh, just seek us out. Um, like I said, Mayhem Galaxy is here. They I, have opened themselves up to the world. So reach out. I will put all the links and descriptions to. Uh, your troop uh, to to your information, um, but uh, th- I thank you for doing this. This of has course. been a really cool conversation to hear your insights. I am glad that you are still performing because we need performers to keep performing. It's what makes us smile. So thank you for continuing to do what you do. Of course, thank you for having me. This was this was really fun. Yeah, this was a lot of fun for me too. So um, I hope you have a great new year. I'm recording this right before the new year. It's not going to come out until after, but I hope you have a great new year. You too. Thank you so much. So for everybody out there listening, if this is your first time here, welcome. If you're a returner, welcome back. And regardless of where you're coming from, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and I'll catch you on the next episode. Bye.